Welcome to The Known Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today I have something kind of unique. I don't have a guest for you. I'm taking a break from the Enneagram series, and I just want to talk to you, just me and you. We're going to hang out today and talk a little bit about a message I shared recently at a conference, and I think and believe and hope it's going to be a word for someone today. On Friday night, I had the privilege of speaking at my dear friend's church in Venice, Florida. We had such a good time, and we spoke on the topic of overwhelming joy. I don't know about you guys, but this is going to be a little bit part podcast, part part therapy today. Um, I am feeling overwhelmed in life right now, okay? I don't know if you've ever been overwhelmed, uh, but I sure have. I've been overwhelmed right now. I am back in school as a 41-year-old woman who was last in school in 2003. Do you know what songs were popular in 2003? Like, Beyonce Crazy in Love was one of the number one songs in 2003. I mean, it was a while ago. I'm going to school now. They don't hand papers in, guys. It's all done on apps. It's very confusing. I feel overwhelmed because in addition to that, I still have my responsibilities as a wife and a mom and a pastor. And I feel like the opposite of being overwhelmed is having overwhelming joy. But how do we do that? Well, one of the things they're challenging us in school is to keep everything grounded in the Word of God, and I love that and could not agree more. Did you know that there's a book of the Bible known as the Book of Joy? It's the Book of Philippians, and anytime we're looking at the Bible, we want to look at the who, what, where, when, and how, right? So who wrote the Book of Philippians? Well, it was Paul, and Paul has a really interesting backstory. If you know Paul, he was born Saul, and Saul was not only not a Christian, he was a persecutor of Christians. If Paul was alive today doing the things he did when he was Saul, we would call him a modern-day terrorist. He was killing Christians. And then one day, he has a just drastic life-change encounter with the Lord on the road to Damascus, and God changes his name from Saul to Paul. He winds up writing about two-thirds of the New Testament. So, okay, Paul is the author of this Philippians, this book of joy. Why is he writing this? Well, he's writing a letter to the church at Philippi because this church is dear to him. He has great affection for them, and they have supported his ministry in the past. They have been there for him. They have helped him. So he's writing them a letter. When was this letter written? It was written about AD 61, 62. So this is uh, about 61, 62 years after the birth of Jesus, okay? Now, here's the fun part, guys. This book of joy, remember? Philippians, the book of joy. Where was this book written? Paul wrote Philippians, the book of joy, in a Roman prison. No, he did not write it on vacation. No, he did not write it in the middle of self-care. No, he did not write it on a prayer retreat. Paul was in prison in Rome. Many years ago, Jason and I took a trip to Rome. We got to see a jail cell that you know, they want to touristy tell you this could have been Paul's jail cell, but whether or not it was, it was similar in nature to the prison that Paul would have found himself in when he was writing this book. And let me tell you guys, it's dark, it's dirty. You would walk into a room and they had a hole in the middle of the floor, right? Well, if you were found guilty, they would throw you down the hall, the hole in the middle of the floor and you wind up underground in this just dark, dank, awful place. Okay, there's no bathrooms. You're chained to the wall. If it's cold, you're freezing. If it's hot, you're sweating. When it rains, the place 
fills with water. You are, many people died just because they got infected by their own, you know, body. Uh, think about it. No toilets. We don't want to get too gross on the known podcast, but it was gross. Some people died surely because they lost their minds. They would bash their heads against the wall. This is where the book of joy comes to us from. This is where Paul writes the book of joy. How in the world does that make any sense? And I want to stop there and say that some of you right now are listening to this podcast and you would consider yourself at your lowest point. You're overwhelmed. You're stressed. You feel far from God. You're going through unimaginable pain. And I want to tell you that it is possible to not only have joy, but to live with overwhelming joy. How did Paul do it? Well, Paul gives us a few clues in his writings. He's talking in the scripture and in these pages of Philippians, and he says some really incredible things. First of all, he starts in chapter one. He gives his greetings to the church, and then he says this. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. I thank God. Would you be able to thank God in the midst of the circumstance that Paul finds himself in? Are you thanking God right now? See, many of us don't realize anxiety, that's something that can kill our joy, right? The true prescription for anxiety is joy and gratitude. It is really hard for those two things to coexist. And if I'm feeling anxious, I notice there is huge life change that happens for me when I sit down, start taking stock of the things I'm grateful for. So first, Paul is saying, I thank God. Then he says something I want to land on that I just think is so powerful. He says this, he says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, this is in ver chapter 12, I'm sorry, verse one. Oh boy, here we go, guys. Drinking my coffee, I blame Ricky. I'm in chapter one, verse 12, but he says, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Now listen to this, guys verse 14. And because of my chains, because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Can we stop and think about that phrase, because of my chains? I don't know about you, but whatever the chains are in my life, be it anxiety, be it uh, stress, be it suffering, be it illness, be it sorrow, I don't necessarily say, oh yeah, because of that, so many great things are happening. I just think about the nature of the bad thing that's happening to me, yeah? And Paul is looking at his situation and saying, you know what, because of my chains, because I'm going through this, God is doing great things. Friend, I want to ask you today, what is the chain in your life that maybe you're despising that God actually wants to use to carve out great joy in you, great purpose. I truly believe that without our darkest days, we wouldn't even know the depths of joy that God offers us. Why? Because it's easy to be happy. Happy is happenstance. Happy is uh, circumstantial. But joy is everlasting. Joy is regardless of circumstance. Joy is choice. And that choice is available for you today. Yes, even at your depths even at your lowest. Joy is here. Joy is now. How do we do it? We start by, number one, let's start by killing some, what I'd like to call, joy killers in our life. Sometimes you're going around going, I don't know why I'm so unhappy. 
Well, friend, maybe you're in the comparison trap. You say, I don't know why I'm so unhappy, but you wake up and immediately jump on Instagram and compare your life to every other person. Or how come she getting another vacation? Or how come she looks so good and is blah, 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 blah. No wonder you're not walking around with joy. Kill it. Some of you, it's a word for you that even if you need to put down your phone for a season, just do it. It's not worth your joy, right? Anxiety is a joy killer. We already kind of talked about this. How do we get rid of anxiety? We remember that if God has been faithful in our past, He will be faithful in our future. And we destroy anxiety by minimizing the anxiety and feeding our gratitude. Also, just straight-up distraction is a joy killer. I have noticed so much in life that— the less distracted I am, the less I'm looking at my phone, the less I am doing a million things, the more I can focus in and try to hear the voice of God. Pastor Jason said on Sunday, God doesn't have a speaking problem. We have a listening problem. And isn't that the truth? So if we get rid of some joy killers, that's some real—sometimes it's we're harming ourselves. Get rid of them. You'll find your joy abounds even more. But for those of you maybe like Paul who find yourself today in a darker place— in a place where your chains are the things defining you, how about instead of looking at your chains as the things that are holding you back, waiting for the chains to be gone so you can have joy, what if I told you you could have joy now? What if I told you that joy defies circumstance? Joy looks at circumstance and says it doesn't matter because joy is in Jesus. Jesus died for us, friends. Jesus offers us joy knowing there is nothing I will go through or can go through on this earth that He has not already defeated. Joy is a choice. And today, I want to encourage you to choose joy. I want to encourage you to start to reframe your perspective. Maybe what you're going through isn't there to defeat you, isn't there to say, oh, it's going to hold her back. It's the thing that's going to you know, destroy me. It's my handicap. It's the thing that I look at and despise. No, what if it was the very thing that God is going to use so mightily in your life? You know, a personal story is when I was first diagnosed with cancer, my husband was angry, confused, all the things. We'd only been married for six months. It made no sense that we were trying to serve the Lord and He would allow this to happen. He went to see a counselor friend of ours, and the counselor looked at him and said, well, Jason, God is going to use this to carve out of you the potential and the capacity to know Him more. I have never forgotten that. I wish my happiest days could just breed more happiness. But friends, I truly believe it's because I've known sorrow that I can know joy. I believe it's because I have known what it's like to feel hopeless that I am now filled with the hope of Christ. God is offering you joy in Him. It is all through Him. And maybe today— your prayer needs to start simple. God, less of me, more of you. Man, I find so much that when I'm less focused on me, everything gets better. My world gets bigger. I have more empathy. I have more compassion. I have more joy. Why? Because when I'm focused on me, my worldview is small, and I forget how big my God is. Friend, today, I hope you know that joy is waiting. Joy is available. And I think it'd be appropriate if we ended this time in prayer. I know you may be in your car, at the gym, wherever you're listening to this. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God is going to fill you with joy, overwhelming joy that surpasses your situation, that surpasses what would make sense, that someone could look at you and say, how could you be so joyful even though you're walking through X, Y, or Z? And you could say, because my joy is based in Christ. It's not what I see in front of me. It's what I know God has already done all around me. Friends, let's pray. Father God, 
thank you that you have given us joy that surpasses understanding, that because you sent your son Jesus, we never have to worry because anything we face on this life, you have already conquered and defeated. Thank you, God, that for this listener right now, somebody who's listening right now, I truly believe is going to be filled with your joy because they realize that it is a choice. They realize that their circumstance doesn't have to define them or handicap them, but instead, God, it's going to be the very thing that carves out of them the crater and the capacity to know you more, to be filled with more joy, less of them, more of you. Thank you for the joy of Jesus to fill the hearts of our listeners, even as they're listening right now. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, I hope you heard that message today and received that word. And if you want to talk about this more, we're always available. You can find us online at Known Ladies. You can reach out to us. Um, We'd love to be there for you, to resource you. And just know that God is watching. He is there. He is offering your joy. And you can never forget that you are seen and known by God. We'll see you next time, friends.